1: Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.
0: The Bernstein and Holmes Show. Middays 10 a.m. till 2 on Chicago Sports Radio 670 The Score. Dan Bernstein. Layla Rahimi. They're making... A
1: smart, wise, educated decision not to play this game when all anybody cares about is DeMar Hamlin. Seems like the union, the players themselves and the union cancel that game, not the league. Let's timeline this based on what we saw and heard last night. Let's start with what Joe Buck said on ESPN.
0: They've been given five minutes to quote-unquote get ready to go back to playing. That's the word we get from the league and the word we get from down on the field, but nobody's moving.
1: He said that's what we were told by the league. Mm -hmm. So Troy Vincent the executive vice president of football operations for the NFL was on a conference call with Bills and Bengals reporters and was asked about the game attempting to be restarted.
0: What went in the decision to give the teams five minutes to warm up as though the game were to continue? Uh, Detroit, I'll take that. I'm not sure where, um, where that came from. Bernstein and Holmes, your midday destination for Chicago Sports Talk.
1: This is ESPN's statement regarding Joe Buck saying that the game would resume after five minutes. Quote, there was constant communication in real time between ESPN and league and game officials. As a result of that, we reported what we were told in the moment and immediately updated fans as new information was learned. This was an unprecedented, rapidly evolving circumstance. All night long, we refrained from speculation. Hmm, that's a mystery.
0: On Chicago Sports Radio, 670 The Score.
1: Good morning. Hi, how's it going? This is the Bernstein and Holmes show. Leila Rahimi is in for Lawrence.
2: What's up? What's up? It's been a minute. I thought you were going to be more tant. I was promised Dan Mexico.
1: I did spend a lot of time in the sun, but I but in my new hat, I bought this big floppy fishing hat. You bought something? Yes, I bought. Oh, I I I bought a charter boat on the Sea of Cortez. I didn't buy the boat, but I bought a day, and and I needed a hat, and I got. A, and I went into downtown Cabo San Luis, I went to the most touristy shop I could find, and I thought, what hat is going to piss off my kids? What hat is going to make them as? angry as possible, and tell me not to wear that hat in front of them.
2: A Von Dutch hat? And
1: I looked, and I looked, and I looked, and I found it. And it is a floppy canvas hat with a drawstring under the chin, and, it's, and it says Los Cabos on it in big blue script with a big jumping mahi-mahi on it. And I'm I, a Michigan man for that. I said, that's my hat. And that's why I didn't get a lot of sun on my face because I wore the hat a lot.
2: Did the hat have a back? Like, did oh, it's it have a full. The, I'll
1: show it. To, no, I, but did I it have pictures. the curtain
2: on the back to protect your neck? No, the
1: Steven Spielberg like Raiders of the Lost Ark thing. No, it didn't. It didn't have that. But I, 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 I love this hat. And the kids are. You can't wear that at home. You shouldn't wear it here, and you can't wear it at home. And I said, this is my fishing hat. You should
2: have worn it today.
1: I should. It's so bad. It's and like I knew it as soon as I saw it.
2: And for those of us who have been to Cabo, lucky enough to go. Why does everything have to have some sort of like rainbow font and fish and like like as if the ocean next to you isn't a reminder enough, you need your shirt to also remind you. You gotta feel it, like, man. What if gonna... it's just a breezy white hat? What if it's just a breezy white that, shirt? You,
1: there's plenty of nice hats you can get there, but I didn't no, walk. Everything one of
2: those. I found was like Rainbow fonted with something.
1: One of the cheesiest thing I could find the short of having a picture of Sammy Hagar. It was
2: like a rainbow mahi-mahi or like a like Mm a tropical font with like a you know like some sort of like starburst color scheme. Yep. Not that there's you know anything wrong with it, but also like what if you just don't want any logoed
1: stuff? The, The other thing you see in Cabo, the other word pharmacia, because everywhere you go, pharmacia, 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 because you can get whatever you want. And if you want steroids and if you want Viagra and if you want all the unmarked generic stuff coming from God knows where, that's where you get it. And it seems like half the people down there are there to stock up on on these semi-legal pharmaceuticals.
2: Yeah, eh, I mean, it's I, like when you go to Korea, you also buy all the skincare. It's just what you do. Really?
1: Mm-hmm. Are there certain like products made from endangered animals that are only available No, they're there? just –
2: they're like – The South Korean skincare is like the thing, so I bought up a bunch of sheet masks whenever I went to uh, South Korea. It's just what you do.
1: Sheet masks.
2: Yeah, it's like those. um, It's like a, like a piece of paper shaped like your face, and it's soaked in like some sort of skincare product. Various ones. They're packaged in envelopes, and you put it on your face, and you scare the living daylight. I was gonna say you
1: sound like it's either like Friday the Thirteenth or Halloween or something, because you're gonna look like a murderer.
2: Yeah, it is. It does have that kind of effect, but uh, you should try that. They're famous for that. I'll I'll bring you a sheet mask.
1: I can wear it all the time. People wouldn't have to look at my face. How long Please do you leave it on Please wear for?
2: it with the hat.
1: <laughs> Ooh, that'd be terrifying. How long do you leave it on for?
2: Uh, I don't know. It depends. Some are like 15 minutes, some are more.
1: You know the cool thing about the hat? Yes. Is that you can snap up both sides- or you can snap up just one side,
2: oh, God. And, and
1: you can you can make all sorts of you know, like a, a statement. If I'm just gonna have the right, depending on where the sun is, I'm gonna pin the right side up, or I'm gonna pull this down, pin that up. It's 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 versatile. It's horrifically ugly, and I couldn't love it more.
2: Is it so? Is the font teal, or is it like more? No, of a- it's, it's
1: it's it's bright. Electric blue. blue. Yeah. It's, yeah. It's, yeah I'll, sh- I'll, I'll get a picture. I, th- I think my aunt has a good I really think you should
2: wear picture. it tomorrow. And I really think given the situation today, you should have worn it today.
1: It's pretty sweet. It's so bad. It's good. And I knew it. I knew it. Oh, the kids won't let me wear this. because kids are going to scream at me, Dad, take that hat off. I can't believe you're wearing that to dinner. I'm not wearing you it You wore it to dinner? No, I, pretend, I, I wore it out the door as if I were going to wear it to dinner. And and then everybody sort of turned and looked at me. I'm like, I'm kidding. I'm not. I'm not actually wearing this to dinner. Don't worry. No, don't.
2: Damn, Mexico's free and easy. (laughs) Yeah.
1: Oh. Telling you, Mezgal and, and the worm salt will do that to you. We are broadcasting live. Worm salt. Yep, it's ground. I'm a up.
2: Lucas person myself. It's
1: ground up worm. It's so good. We're broadcasting live from the Hyundai Studios, brought to you by your local Hyundai dealers. And we're going to be talking football, and we're going to be talking baseball, and we're going to be talking basketball. We're going to do all of it. But I want to. Uh, when we come back, there is a. Logical fallacy that is spawning a wave of opinions that is it's it's factually incorrect based on everything we're being told. And too many people are going out of their way to not listen to what is being said about what happened to DeMar Hamlin and what is football's fault and what is not football's fault. So we'll get into that a little bit next on the score.
2: We really need new phones. T-Mobile
0: will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only twenty-five dollars a month.
3: New iPhone 15s? It's better over
0: here. Only at T-Mobile, get four iPhone 15s on us, and four lines for twenty-five bucks per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch.
1: Watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB At-Bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only 3 dollars per month.
0: Deep left field. It's
3: going to go. Alvarez ties the game.
1: Subscribe to At-Bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.
0: Bernstein and Holmes. Middays 10 to 2 on Sports Radio 670 The Score in Odyssey Station. Oh, I want to say, um, um, prayers up for the, for the Bill's safety, man. I, I heard about it. I didn't see it, but, you know, I wish him and his family were praying for him, all of us in the locker room. Kevin Love actually hit me on it and make sure we, we all want to, from the Cavalier organization, we want to wish the best and, and praying for everything goes well.
1: Donovan Mitchell. He wasn't. T- taking time out from getting buckets to have some thoughts and uh, some nice ones indeed.
2: That was a lame violation. Of course it was. We had both feet and they were calling it all night. I have to tell you, after seeing that John Morant video you showed me, I can't unsee it.
1: Oh, the... the it's been
2: haunting my soul.
1: The, the snitch video?
2: Yeah. And I'm like, man. And now I watch it and I just can't. It's ruined it for me in a way. It had to be done.
1: That somebody's say, like, hey, at some point, you've got to call carrying, traveling, and or a double dribble on him. Because he's he's allowed to do all three with impunity.
2: It just breaks my heart.
1: Yeah, but it's kind of worth it for him. Because it usually ends up with him just doing a full extension layout dunk on someone's forehead.
2: Yes, that's why it makes me sad. Why? Because if you whistle then there's none of that at the other side.
1: I know, but it's so much fun to watch him finish. But that's not why you called. That The the injury to DeMar Hamlin is terrifying and sobering, and it is not the fault of football. I, I can't get, and I, and I said it yesterday, I said this the, there can't be these second-day stories of, now it's time for a reckoning with the violence and horror of the NFL. No, we're long past that, and if you want to reckon with it, Feel free. If you want to quit football, you know why? Football's awful. It's barbaric. And, and, and the, it's almost inexcusable, the idea of, of, of football. It just is. And I'm I'm with you on that.
2: In this uh, town, it's just hard to watch.
1: <laughs> different argument. But this whole, and, and oh, Bernstein, you want to cancel football? I don't care. If, if, if somebody wants to cancel football, it's fine. I'll, I'll move on and I'll find something else. And I'll miss football terribly because it's it's, it's brutal and and barbaric and awful. And I love it. And if you want to call me a hypocrite, go ahead. I am. I'm, I, I have to own it. But this one, this one is not the time for the reckoning about football. If you want to make it about concussions, about subconcussive head trauma, about neurological issues and grinding bones into dust and ruining our children, go ahead. I support you in that. But not this one. If you really are, if you want a reckoning about Commodio Cordis, which every cardiologist and every emergency specialist and everybody with an actual medical degree is telling you this is what most likely this was, cordis, a very, very, very rare blow to the chest at, at just the right time in the, the heartbeat cycle, at just the right spot. You know where this happens? It happens on the Little League Diamond. It happens in youth softball and youth lacrosse and youth hockey. And if you want to have a reckoning about sports, you know what you do. Go down to play it against sports right now and get your kid a heart guard. That should be the takeaway. Not NFL is awful. It is awful. Of course it is. We know it. It's all, the NFL is brutal and awful. But the reckoning should be go protect your kid because they're the ones who are much more likely to have this happen to them because of the size of their bodies. NFL players are too big and beefy for this to happen. Yesterday, we had uh, the, the director of emergency medicine for uh, St. Elizabeth's and St. Mary's here in, in Chicago. Dr. Adam Black was on, and he was very specific about what, what would have to happen and what likely did happen to cause commodial cordis in an NFL player. Commodial cordis, it's a stunned myocardium. And it is basically a perfect strike to the heart at a very specific part of the QRS cycle, the QRS complex. It, it, it takes really a lot of bad luck because it has to be a, a blow right between the second and fourth ribs on the left, and it's usually high velocity, and even then 98% of the time, you're not going to be in this part of the repolarization complex of your heart. It's only 2% of the time that you're actually in that particular segment of the heartbeat and at risk for something like this happening. And this has been backed up, the description and the likelihood or lack thereof of comodial cortis by every single doctor, because that's the medicine. That's, if you really want to have the takeaway here, It's not that, oh, my God, football is a brutal sport that we must do. I can't believe I'm actually going after the war on football people because usually people are attacking me. Bernstein, you want to cancel football? I don't care. If you want to cancel football, that's fine. I love football. I would miss it terribly, and I'm not going to defend it.
2: But what about all those people who love telling you what they don't do anymore because they need somebody to back up their decision because they don't feel confident in it? What about them?
1: I don't watch the NFL anymore after that Kaepernick. So – just if you really want to have the medical takeaway from this, the scientific takeaway, the true takeaway, it's th- these these incredibly rare coincidences of heart impact are scary. And they're just much more likely to happen in in kid pitch baseball if your kid's not wearing a heart protector.
2: I think that that is incredibly important for people to hear because no matter how much time you might spend around youth sports, that might not be something that gets talked about a lot. Or if you understand what it is even to see something like that prevent in this scenario, potentially something of that nature, I would hope that that's something that is flying off the shelves right now because it really was traumatic to watch for people. Mm -hmm. And that to me is when people are trying to draw the parallel, that's what it is. And frankly, we all know that in this day and age of or it didn't happen. Sometimes you don't want to see the pics. And for other people, it's, it's not even the jarring reaction of seeing the incident. It's seeing people's reactions to the incident. It's seeing how distraught people looked on the field and in the moment and understanding what that means. If that gets you to understand the long-term effects of some of the dangers of football that they have swept under the rug, then I think that that needs to be addressed. But this case is just a horrible, horrible, horrible situation that happened in an instant, and we're all still jarred from it.
1: And and that's fine. That That's okay. That's a very human response to watch – Big tough NFL players, as frightened as they were, and I completely understand that. But it just the the, the takeaway is just wrong.
2: The Coming t- to terms with the fragility of the actual situation, being something that remote and still happening in front of you, is very valid to understand why people react.
1: This is from today's Chicago Tribune, it's an Associated Press piece. You know, we just played what we were told on these airwaves by a. a doctor yesterday by an expert in this and it says cardiac specialists say it's too soon to know for sure what caused hamlin's heart to stop but a rare type of trauma called commotio cordis is among the possible culprits and the condition only happens during a rare set of circumstances when a sharp hit lands directly over the heart at, a, at the exact wrong location at the exact wrong timing during the heart's rhythm cycle that was according to dr rod passman director of the Center for Arrhythmia Research at Northwestern University's Feinberg School of Medicine. It only occurs 20 times a year. It's about 60% of those affected survive.
2: 20 times total?
1: Yes. And that that is how rare it is. And that is according to heart rhythm specialist Dr. Mark Link of UT Southwestern Medical Center. And Dr. Aman Chu, a University of Michigan cardiology professor, noted hard-hitting tackles are extremely common in football, and commodiocortis cortis is extremely rare. That's because they're so big and so strong, and there's so much tissue between the point of contact and the actual myocardium that it's why it's much more common in children that don't have all, the, all that beef that professional athletes, let alone professional football players, have. So if if you if you want to have this conversation about football and be and, and what are we doing out there? This is dangerous. And people can die. Yeah, a- absolutely. It's it, it's indefensibly barbaric.
2: But you know what you're talking about when you mention the importance of a heart protector in in children. You're talking about preventative care mm-hmm. and inexpensive,
1: effective preventative care.
2: And it's an extra step, and it's something you do in advance, and you and. The success story is in that nothing happens. And that is something that I did think about when this happened was how many teams and how many leagues really believe in preventative care for their players. They're like, Oh, well, physicals, physicals don't happen usually unless you're changing teams. That's not a recommendation. That's not a prerequisite necessarily. Well,
1: Look what had to happen for, for preventative heart care to become something that's just done in college sports and in pro sports. And there, there are a couple things. We brought up the Chuck Hughes death in 1971 when Chuck Hughes of the Lions died on the field in front of Dick Butkus and, and Doug Buffon. It's a story that's been told on these airwaves. And Chuck Hughes, who's only found out after the fact, was, was terribly, terribly unhealthy. And his heart and his, and his major coronary arteries were nearly clogged. And he could have easily dropped dead playing gin. He happened to be on the football field when that happened. I don't know if that caused a reckoning on football. He was just sick.
2: Do you remember what happened with Karis Levert? And if it wasn't for a trade, they wouldn't have discovered a mass on his kidney.
1: Yeah, that's true, because they would never have known.
2: And it's hard for us to understand preventative care and what it can truly do for those who need it. Because, again... It's preventative. It's the idea that you're looking at something on the off chance there's something wrong. And and the success is you don't hear about it because there wasn't anything there or you caught something early. But at the end of the day, that is something that I do think needs to be more examined because it doesn't matter how healthy you are. As we've seen, your genes are your genes. Your cells are your cells. Your receptors to your cells are your receptors. The mitochondria is the powerhouse of the cell. Don't think that that wasn't coming out today. It's a common. Are
1: we going to get to the contractile vacuole at
2: some point? Sure. Okay. But all—I mean, we have them. So, point being, I think that that is something that needs to arise from all of this. Is—is is do the preventative care, run people through full physicals. If nothing's happening, great. Yeah.
1: Awesome. That's Save a win. some
2: lives if you can.
1: There was. Do you remember the death of Flo Hyman, the volleyball player who, who in 1968, 1968, 1986 died because she had an aortic aneurysm that was believed to be related to Marfan syndrome. And it was after that, oh, wait a second. Very tall people could be more predisposed to Marfan syndrome. And then the NBA started checking people, not to mention what happened with Hank Gathers and hypertrophic cardiomyopathy. And on the, the understanding that, wait a second, why, we, we may have some liability here and it may be in our best interest just because it's the right thing to do to also check all of our players for this. So the NBA combine, we, all college players going into the NBA who are draft eligible were checked for hypertrophic cardiomyopathy and for Marfan syndrome. And now it is just part and parcel of what all teams do and what all you know, college sports should be doing to have at a very basic level. Should you be competing? Are you okay?
2: And this is, without a question, a horrid situation. And one thing that I have been calmed by is just the outpouring of compassion and empathy when it has been in short supply over the past several years. And I think it can also be taken a step further. Don't just hug your loved ones. But also... Take care of yourself. Take care of the people you can take care of. If And this couldn't have been prevented in that manner. But if it inspires you to do something for yourself, like preventative care or like buying that heart protector or just being more attuned with something regarding health, then that is a good thing that can happen.
1: And in response to this text, your individuals should be responsible for their own care. Then give them health care. Yeah. Then give them universal health care. Because I think, if you no, say- well,
2: this says should individuals be responsible for their own care? Sure, partly, but don't you understand that there's people whose entire jobs it is to do this? Like, you can have your job, and they can have their job, and part of their job is understanding how important it is for that type of thing. Like, like you just come up with all of your own ideas, and nobody else, you, you're listening to us right now. Shouldn't you re- be responsible for your own opinions? Why do you even need us? Let's take this to the extreme.
1: I mean, this, this idea, they should be responsible. Most, a, a lot of people can't afford it. A lot of people can't afford a yearly checkup. A lot of people can't afford to go in and, and have, I mean, I I have insurance. And I went in at, at 50 to do a full Doppler heart workup. And even with insurance, it was eleven hundred dollars out of pocket.
2: Oh yeah, insurance is like you don't need this blood test, right? And then your doctor's like, yeah, they do, and then it becomes a fight,
1: right? And and, and my doctor said, yeah, at, at fifty years old, it is a good. If you haven't had it done before, it certainly can't hurt to go get a good look at your heart at this point. And I said, all right, well, let's do it. And insurance, yeah, we'll we'll cover a little bit of it, but you don't really need this. I said, yeah, my doctor says I do. And, also, and that's should.
2: yeah. Your doctor said you do. right? And sometimes, guess what? Doctors dismiss people, as we've seen over and over again.
1: That's true. 630, I remember this. Isaiah Austin out of Baylor was discovered to have Marfan syndrome at the NBA Combine in 2014, and it saved his life. Yeah, those those kind of screenings can do that, and I wish more people could afford such things, alas.
2: Okay, 630, who says you're referring to professional athletes? They have jobs. Also, why don't you just pull your resources like a team should and and somebody needs to be in charge of somebody's best interest here and say, hey, go do your physical. Because if it saves what happened two days ago, for example, not in that case, but if it prevents other horrible things from happening, then do it.
1: Adam Hogue is going to join us to talk Bears next on The Score. Adam Hogue says...
0: Adam Hogue, Bears beat writer for CHGO Sports.
3: What's up, everyone? My name's Adam Hogue. This is the CHGO Bears podcast. We just need to kick Adam Hodge off the show and let him come back on Tuesday.
0: Host of the Hogue and John's podcast. Mark
3: Trestman's face just popped up on my computer, by the way. Adam Hogue.
1: Adam Hogie or Hogg, excuse me, I don't know how to pronounce the last name.
0: With Bernstein, Holmes, and Rahimi on 670 The Score.
1: Adam Hope joins us on the score hotline presented by Circa Resort and Casino in Las Vegas, home of the world's largest sports book. And he joins us on Twitch, twitch.tv slash Chicago Six Seventy the score. So the question I have is who's the bears starting quarterback this week? Do we know?
3: I don't think we know, uh, but I, ha- I have to say this really does seem to come down to Justin Fields health. I mean, Both Sunday and Monday, Matt Eberflus said that if he's healthy, he's going to play. I thought what was interesting, because I think we can all agree, the tone changed between Sunday and Monday, and I think maybe we'll get some more information here, hopefully, uh, when these guys talk up at Hal's Hall in about an hour or so. Um, like did, did, Did he come in Monday with a different feeling in his legs or his hip? Or... The headshot he took in the middle of that—you know what I mean? Like it—it it seemed like something may have changed. Um, or they're making maybe. it up.
1: It's cover, right? So that way they don't. No one questions his toughness. They—they they can make it more likely that they lose the game, and that no one—no one questions him. They can always hide behind injury stuff.
2: Nobody su- suspects the likable tank,
1: right? That's true. Like yeah, that's Matty true. Matty
2: Ruffleus is nice about it, and Ryan Poles has been quiet about it. It—it's got me. The likable the tank.
3: Tank. Yeah, I like it. I'm writing it down. Yeah. Right, right, and 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 look, guys, I wrote about this in my newsletter this morning. I, I, I am a firm believer that with rare rare exceptions, and I we can talk about one in a second. Once that game starts, once the ball's kicked off, I think everybody on that field, coaches and players, are trying to win the game. It's just kind of the human nature of being a coach and and a player. And I I think it's. Um, I, I heard you guys talking about player safety and all that. Uh, you know, I I think it's actually. Um, unsafe to play the game of football any other way if you're a player so I don't think anybody questions that now there was an interesting scenario uh, apologies if you guys have already talked about this but a couple of years ago in 2020 when the Eagles pulled Jalen Hurts in the fourth quarter of a three-point game against Washington which ended up costing the Giants a playoff spot and the Giants were all mad about that I mean Sorry. that's uh, that that but but to my point there is that rarely happens like you'll see personnel decisions made during the week like you're talking about here like is Justin healthy is he not healthy can we maybe he is but we can make it look like he's not like whatever but you rarely see that in the middle of a game for a draft pick you'll see that openly when it comes to playoff seeding like if two teams are playing at the same time at the opposite ends of the country, and the one game is out of hand, and the other team knows it, they'll start start pulling guys. That happens all the time before the playoffs, but that's different than this idea of tanking for the number one seed.
2: Can't argue with the Eagles' pick. process, yeah. though. You know, it's, no, it's it worked, worked out. out
1: for them. Yeah, and the and the response to the Giants is, don't put yourself in that position.
3: If you control your own destiny, you're not worried about what any other team is doing. Agreed, agreed. And I think that. Um, Honestly, that applies in a number of these playoff scenarios this weekend too. I think the NFL um, made some very interesting television decisions that go against uh, creating fair scenarios for the playoffs. Most To me, the most obvious example is Seattle has to win and then have the Packers win. But if Seattle wins earlier in the day Sunday, the Lions are eliminated. They're the team that plays the Packers. So are they playing as hard as when they thought they had a playoff seeding on? And so now now the Packers have an easier path to knock the Seahawks out. I mean, it's a little confusing, but the point is, I think the Seahawks are one of the teams that kind of got screwed by the scheduling. But at the same time, you can say what you just said, Dan, which is, well, don't let it come down to the last week of the season where you need help from other teams.
2: You bring up a good point, though, because lost in the shuffle of everything that happened in the NFL is we still try to parse through news typically. On Monday and Tuesday, was Ron Rivera not realizing that his team could have been eliminated, and they were?
3: Yes. Well, that was hilarious, first of all, I thought. Um, But I think it also goes to show you that sometimes these coaches get so focused on, like, it it sounds cliche when they say, like, day-to-day and hour-to-hour, but sometimes, like, they really do operate that way. And he really did not seem to understand the fallout uh, from that game that they could be eliminated by the end of the day. And that's that's ultimately what happened. So I thought that I just thought that was funny. I this is a totally off topic, obviously, but I I'm sorry. Ron Rivera could not have thought Carson Wentz gave him the best chance. That That is a that is a weird organization. And i I find it hard to believe that that was just Ron Rivera really thinking Carson Wentz gave them the best chance to make the
1: playoffs. There was a uh, little bit of breaking news that I'm sure that you saw. That the Miami Dolphins, with Tua Tagovailoa out and now Teddy Bridgewater with a, a dislocated pinky, Miami is signing Mike Glennon to the practice
3: squad. <laughs> Mike Glennon's been... Um doing, like, analyst work and podcast work with with North Carolina State this year, I think, his alma mater. Okay. So, so that's interesting. He just goes from uh, the media right back into, uh, you know, one week of a practice squad paycheck.
1: Yep. And if, if Jack McCown could go from coaching high school to making another $50 million or whatever he made, why not? But, man, sure. Mike Glennon.
2: Glennon has secured quite a few bags in his day. Like Mike Glennon knows how to get paid. We talk a lot about Chase Daniel on this show, but Mike Glennon has also earned quite a bit of coin from the he Bears, has. for one.
3: Well, especially from the Bears. Yeah, I mean the Bears. The the. I mean he should be the biggest Bears fan in the world. The Bears set his family up for life. Um, I think they should have signed short Mike Glennon, Kevin Fishbane, since <laughs> they're ouch twins I have I have a hilarious photo of those two standing right next to each other at House Hall and
1: well is that is that (laughs) more striking than Zach Zaidman and Andrew Seligman of the Associated Press because I thought a good I thought that was the other one where they called him like double Zach or Zach and a half well
3: it was Martellus Bennett are we
2: talking about today just throwing Andy Dalton while
3: we're at yeah well no Martellus Bennett came up with that nickname he called he called Andy
2: Zach and a half
3: That's funny. Yes, it's great.
2: The thinker that is Martellus Bennett. I do want to ask you also, just what stood out to you the most about trying to make sense out of that mess that was Sunday? Because I know for us, we're used to this likable tank. But when it comes to, say, Bears management, you know, they always talk about how losses to the Lions mean more and whatever else. Well, they just had a resume of two very bad losses to the lions where there could be a lot of evaluation done and it's outside of just the typical tank procedures.
3: Yeah. I have been, um, I've been trying to be somewhat careful with this because I I think it's dangerous to overreact to just one game. But in, in my mind, it's actually been sort of a theme the last few weeks, even like, it, not necessarily just what the what the final score is, but there's a reason why I track these individual performances and go back and and and, and sort of grade these games myself and, and keep track of that because it allows me to really track. Okay, did Joquan Brisker have one bad game, or is this trending in this direction the last few weeks? And and to me, it really is trending in in not necessarily like anything to panic about, but I I think you've seen that since. His concussion. Now he dealt with the concussion. He dealt with, you know, he's dealing with Eddie Jackson not being out there next to him, and, and those are very real things. But the point being is not necessarily that okay is Jaquan Brisker getting up not being as good as we thought he is. But it, it's just sort of to me a reminder there's a lot of work to be done here, and you can't just assume that players who have a good half season or a four game stretch are going to be great. You know, you can't just be like, okay, that's, they're set there. You know, they have that guy. I mean, players go up and down every year. They, they suffer injuries. Um, guys you count on, like at any given moment, something can happen where you can't count on that player anymore. And so, to me, my biggest takeaway from Sunday's game was just that, look, big picture-wise, if you want to simplify it, I think this season's been a win from the standpoint that Justin Fields looks pretty good. And you're going to have a high draft pick. But beyond that, I don't know how many answers the Bears actually have found on the rest of the roster. And so, yes, Ryan Poles, like to me, you did the easy part of your job, which is rip this roster down. And now the hard part starts, which is you have to build it back up. And even in Justin Fields case, as much as people don't want to hear this, there's still a lot of work to do there. And I think we saw that Sunday too. That was the way I grade games. That was his worst game since week three against the Texans, which was a win, but field really did not play that well that day. So that's not necessarily the end of the world, but, It's just kind of a reminder that, whoa, 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 like we can't just assume that all this cap space and draft capital is going to fix everything immediately.
1: It's a good reminder. It's one we're going to get into after we talk to Mike Florio in a little bit as well, because, you know, Layla came in with that as a a particular bullet point this morning. Yesterday on the afternoon show, Jason Leisure and I were talking about something. and just uh, We got a couple minutes here, Adam, but I found it fascinating where one thing that, that Jason said was, He's trying to ask Eberflus and can't quite get an answer because it's a question that Eberflus can't really answer about his hits principle applying to bad players. And mm-hmm. at, at what point when you say this, these are our, these are our principles. This is dogma. These are our rules. This is what we do. And you watch the film and they're not doing it, but it's because they're bad. It's not because they're not trying or they don't want to do it or they're flouting the rules or ignoring you or turning a deaf ear to it. They're just not good. And and know and he's trying to sort of nail down how you, how do you coach that and how do you understand that and how are you sensitive to that while also having high expectations. But I also, if I'm in Eberflus's position, you're kind of like, I don't want to go there.
3: Right. You, you can't say that out loud, right? That, right. That the, the players just are – too bad to be able to uh execute look i think there's that's where i've also been careful not to doubt that this you know hits philosophy is really making an impact despite the defense seemingly going in a completely wrong direction the last month and a half or whatever when in the sort of parts of the season it was like okay they're hanging around in these games like you could see their the efforts there and all that um i think that there are moments where you question that like come on, man, it's week 17. Kyler Gordon, you're not touching down a wide receiver after he makes a catch, and the head coach is literally on the field screaming. you see that, Iberfus was? Yes. Like two yards onto the field of play, yelling at him to touch him down. Like, to me, that's a moment where it's like, whoa, is this resonating or not? Or was that just a momentary lapse adjustment, uh, uh, a lack of judgment? Um, but yeah, come on. I mean, at some point, that's why I think well, I would say back to Jason, and I get where he's coming from because I've heard him asking these types of questions, and, and, I, and I understand the frustration. I think Fluce would probably say, like, maybe behind closed doors, um, that's what he's talking about with championship habits, right? So when they turn this roster over again, it's not going to be a complete overhaul this offseason, but whoever's coming in the door now that's theoretically better replacing some of these bad players more, that they can't. Better be more than theoretically better. Right. But my point is like those better players now know the expectations and, 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 and the foundation's been set. So I think that's probably what flusa's response to that would be.
2: Yeah. I think. And it's- don't let one play beat you twice. Like you see that too, just the chain yeah. reaction of.
3: Or um, 20 times. Layla, exactly. How many times <laughs> Oh, well, I messed up seen?
2: this. So now I'm going to mess up this and then I'm going to mess up the other thing. And I say this from personal experience, of course, it's not like I am immune to it, but. You you ideally don't want that out of your out of your paid NFL athletes.
3: Like the amount of times that these DBs have not been able to read a boot or r- keys or like uh. run versus pass and and but now sometimes it's player like Jalen Jones who I don't necessarily think is going to be around. Uh, maybe he is next year, but I ideally he's not starting. On the other hand, with Jaquan Brisker, we saw this back in Week Four against the Giants over and over again, and now it's the end of the season and we're still seeing it. So that's a little concerning. So you you got to parse through who, I guess, really matters. But uh, it's a, it's slightly concerning for me. Me and Gordon are offseason.
2: supposed to matter, yeah. <laughs> Adam yes.
1: Hogue, thank you. Appreciate it. All right, have a great day, guys. That is Adam Hogue, and we will broaden our focus nationally with Mike Florio of Pro Football Talk. Next, the Bernstein and Holmes show with Layla in for these Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday shows on The Score.